Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me tonight Sir Michael. Hello. And myself. Timothy. Hello. We're a book club for games. But not today. Today, we are going to rapid fire some topics. Rapid fire some topics? <laughs> no, that was too lazy. Should, should we go through them? Rapid fire gaming news. Rapid fire gaming news. It is lazy. <laughs> we, we just didn't know what to do. <laughs> We're going to talk about some stuff. I'm sorry. And then we will look back on the podcast. Because it's been five years. Five years of the podcast. But you want this to be rapid fire too. There's a lot to go through. So we're basically shooting our guns while looking back over our shoulder and beating a hasty retreat. Never a hasty retreat. Don't say it like that. <laughs> what should it be called? If you're going with retreat, it's not hasty. A tactical withdrawal. There you go. That's better. I feel like you're learning after five years. <laughs> after five years. It occurs to me this is actually a really weird episode format because we've got a load of ephemeral stuff that no one will be interested in in a month. And they're looking back, in theory, actually, let's be honest, no one's interested in that ever. So it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's perfect. Anyway, I just, people are here because they want to know what you think. Fingers crossed. That's what's important. Well, now you've told me you want more grenades. If we're taking the rapid fire analogy further... You know, I've got this bandolier full of thought grenades just to lob into the crowd. Go on. PS5 is trash. I don't really think that. Or maybe I do. So AMD announced a couple of big things recently. Firstly, it announced Big Navi, which are three cards to compete directly with NVIDIA's 3070, 3080, and 3090 cards. And then they had their Zen 3 CPU reveal. So the 5600X, 5800X, 5900X, and 5950X Ryzen CPUs. So, talking about the graphics cards first, AMD have really pulled something magical out of their hat. I, I think at the time I said, like, I don't know what AMD can really do, you know, to compete with these, like, crazy NVIDIA cards. Like, they've been talking about Big Navi, but what's Big Navi? Is it really gonna, you know, impress? And then, like, boom, here's Big Navi. It's amazing. Is it, though? Is it, though? Well, okay, so I was kind of right in that I said at the time, they don't really have a good answer to the ray tracing performance. You know, like their current gen at the time cards had like no ray tracing hardware. And 
even these new cards, the ray tracing performance, well, actually, there haven't really been any independent benchmarks as of the time we record this podcast, but it's predicted to be similar to NVIDIA's 20 series cards. So ray tracing performance, not as good as the new NVIDIA cards. Also, nothing like DLSS. So they, they don't have an answer to DLSS. They, they do have some super sampling tech that maybe is around the corner, but they've got nothing right now. So like in that respect, I was correct. But on traditional rasterization performance, these cards are really up there for less money and lower power draw. So, you know, they, they draw less power, they run cooler, they're way more efficient, and they cost much less. Well, mostly. Because, you know, at the low end, the RX 6800 is roughly equivalent to a 2080 Ti slash a 3070. And this is the only one where it's kind of in NVIDIA's favor, since the 3070 costs $500 and is at 220 watts thermal dissipation, whereas the AMD card... $579, 250 watts. So this one is actually kind of, you're better off getting the NVIDIA. But at the higher end, 6800 XT is $649, 300 watts, versus a 3080 is $700 and 320 watts. And then even crazier, the 6900 XT is $999, and 300 watts. And, you know, that is benching comparably to the RTX 3090, which is $1,499 and 350 watts. So, like, you know, you can save $500 by buying the AMD card. Yes. If we're not looking at the headline card, you know, the, the top end card, you mentioned RTX is a generation behind. DLSS is non-existent. DLSS is needed for like higher res output, right? That gives you that. It's interesting because I never really used it before. I actually tried turning it on in Fortnite, of all things. And I didn't like it. It looked weird. Like, you know, I could tell it was doing some funny business. You know, and it it didn't even give me that many more frames. But, you know, obviously Fortnite's probably a weird example for it, right? Because it's such a simplistic looking game anyway. Like maybe in a game with more complex visuals, it's less obvious that it's imagining the details in. I don't know. I mean, you're right, being honest here. If you asked me which one I was going to buy, I would be more likely to buy a 3080 than a 6800 XT, purely because for the $50 price difference, I would rather have the ray tracing performance and it's like better the devil you know, right? Like the NVIDIA drivers recently have been good. Like I haven't had really any problems with NVIDIA cards apart from exploding the last one. Whereas the AMD cards I've had in the past loads of stability issues and like they just haven't played nicely with my monitors like you know i was trying to run them off display port for a while and they were just constantly glitching out and then in the end had to go back to like running them off dvi bizarrely on when i was on amd cards i I had the same problem 
Yeah, so NVIDIA's dependable. AMD in the past has had a lot of problems. Like maybe, maybe I'm being unfair and maybe those problems have all been fixed since. Because, you know, it's been years since I used an AMD card. Let's move on to the CPUs. These are totally crushing it. I, I realized, I think I said something in a previous episode, I was like, Zen cores are lame. But, you know, that, that's like Zen 1. Like these, Zen 3 is amazing. So, you know, the, the AMD chips were already better for multi-threaded performance just because they had more threads. And they now have the single-threaded performance crown as well. Basically, if you want the best performance, it's a no-brainer now. Get one of these Ryzen chips. Easy. Done. Yeah, I mean, could go into the model numbers and the specs and stuff, but I don't think we even really need to. I actually think the CPU in my machine is actually also really holding it back at this point. So I think if I wanted to get a 3080, I would actually have to do a complete machine rebuild for it to be worth it at which point i should be looking at these new ryzen processors how many cores do you have right now i think it's four and eight only four cores eight threads so what would be the next step for you how many cores do you need next how many have you got 16 if you want 16 (laughs) i should i should i should find out how much these things cost right because you know, money doesn't grow on trees. Not anymore. But yeah, 5950X is 16 cores, 32 threads. That's a lot of cores. That's a lot of cores. You'd be very productive to be using all those cores. <laughs> I'd be so productive. It'll, it'll pay for itself in no time. <laughs> Something very interesting, actually, is that AMD said if you pair an AMD processor with an AMD graphics card, there will actually be a performance uplift. I think they call it smart access memory. Yeah. So there's the, a fast channel between the CPU and the GPU. Right, I guess that's what how they're going to get that extra performance. So it will be interesting to see the benchmarks as they start to come out. Because, you know, again, as of the moment we're recording this, None of this stuff is publicly available. Or maybe, you know, it's been available to a very select few review outlets. So we haven't seen the impact of the smart access memory, for example, yet. Yep. But if it's really good, you know, would it change my mind? Maybe I'd think, oh, maybe I should go all AMD. But, you know, NVIDIA's got other stuff, like they've got that NVIDIA Reflex for, you know, low latency input. And, you know, it's funny, I actually really care now. See, seeing as I've started actually genuinely trying to play Warzone <laughs> to win, rather than just as like, la la la, I'm playing with some friends. Like, I actually want to win now. And so I care about the frames. I care about the latency. It's funny. It's been a long time since I've actually wanted to win a game in this way and cared about the performance in this way. But I I need every edge I can get, I can tell you, because I'm not good. Will you need to start biohacking 
Start what? Oh, biohacking. Sorry. I thought at first you were like hacking. I was like, what? Hackers are an abomination. Ban them all. Biohacking. Yeah, maybe. I guess that's allowed. Yeah, they're not going to test for that. You can start taking drugs. I'm drinking a lot of coffee. Is, does, does that count? No. Everyone's drinking coffee. You need something harder. <laughs> you heard it here first. Ting advised me. It's not my fault. <laughs> Oculus Quest 2. We're not actually here to talk about the Quest 2 at all. We're here to talk about the outrage from the mandatory Facebook account. This is definitely like a, hey, you can't change the rules in the middle of the game. You know, Facebook previously said, we're buying Oculus, yes, but you won't need a Facebook account to use our VR stuff. And then now Facebook have turned around and said, actually, it's mandatory to have a Facebook account. Too bad. And the Quest 2 is the first device where you need a Facebook account to log on. And if you don't have one, or your Facebook account is banned, then congratulations, you now own a brick. You have an Oculus. I have an Oculus CV1. Do you have it set up with your Facebook account? No. Will you need to? In 2023, yes. But maybe I'll have a different VR headset by then. Also, that's the plan. I don't know. I mean, 2023 is a few years off, right? I mean, the thing is, I don't actually use the VR headset very much. So maybe it's not worth getting another one anyway. Though it is actually... When I do set it up and use it, I'm reminded how cool it is. Like, it actually genuinely is really cool. It's just a faff to set it up. And there's, like, wires trailing everywhere, you know. But, yeah, I mean, I'm glad that I didn't really engage much with the Oculus ecosystem. Because, you know, they're saying here, if your Facebook account gets banned, your Oculus accounts go bye-bye as well. Like, you know, all the stuff you purchased on the Oculus store is tied to your Facebook account after you've done this merge. And so if you delete Facebook, you delete your Oculus account and all of that content too. But nearly every VR game I have bought, I actually bought on Steam. And so I hardly have used any of the Oculus stuff, honestly. There were, there were a few things I bought very early on because they were only on the Oculus store. But, you know, there's only like one or two things. I mean, you could argue it's not a real problem because what are the chances Facebook's going to delete your account? I think it's more like an ideological thing, right? Like people don't like Facebook. What are the chances of them deleting your account? I think it happens. Yeah, I know it does happen, but oh, wait, wait, wait. it, it happens people to don't, other people. <laughs> people don't want to have an account either. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying is the bigger issue, right? It's the ideological issue. People don't want Facebook anymore. I mean, I haven't deleted my Facebook account, but I don't put anything on it either. It's just sitting there. And people want to create dummy accounts, but Facebook is dead against that. Yeah. Facebook is very against you having an account that's not you or having more than one account. Should we move on? Yep. Cyberpunk 2077. They were like, it's gone gold. And then they were like, lol joke. It's delayed again. I didn't think this was possible. I thought 
I remember making a comment saying, it's gone gold, it's happening, it's really happening, you can't go back from this. Yeah, I, was I joking? It's actually, it's gone silver. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I suppose the thing is, when something goes gold, it used to mean they'd made the gold master, they're going to press the discs. But, you know, what does it even mean now when everything's downloadable? I may, you know, maybe they still press the discs, but everything has a day one patch. So what's on the disc is basically just a load of our assets and not the actual game, almost. You know, it just reduces the download size. At this point, do you think it'll hit December 10th? Yeah, I mean, I see no reason why it won't. I mean, there's been a lot of backlash on this too, right? Because they've instituted mandatory weekend work. I mean, basically, they were like, no crunch. And now again, it's like, lol joke, mandatory crunch. You know, so... (laughs) such is life my favorite thing was there's a tweet that says no more delays are happening and then someone's taken that tweet and they've been like oh they made a mistake here and they've put some punctuation in so it says no more delays are happening (laughs) you sent that to me that was very clever It, it appeals to the grammar geek in me you really have to get punctuation right Changes everything. Yeah, I guess it is a grammar joke. <laughs> it's like, you're right. Who finds this funny? I mean, yeah, us. <laughs> Should we move on? Yeah, okay, now we can move on. It's cloud on iPhone. Someone needs to get Apple and give them a slap on the wrist. Bad Apple. Naughty. I don't think you've got anything better to do. I have an iPhone. I actually really like my iPhone. I I really like to get an iPhone 12 Pro Max just because I feel like I should have the Pro. But But that's my own mental problem. But at the same time, Apple are just doing some disgusting stuff. Like, you know, if Apple really wanted to save the environment, not including the charger is not the way to do it. They should have made it USB-C, just like everybody else. And if Apple really cared about gaming on the iPhone, they shouldn't be blocking their competitors from being on the iPhone, which is what they're doing to Microsoft here with Game Pass. Game Pass is really good, but Apple is blocking them. And so Microsoft is now, well, they have a cunning plan. So Apple were going to have Microsoft produce an app for every game on xCloud, which is ridiculous because that's not scalable. So their new plan is to allow people to play games through the browser. So this definitely works on desktop. But the question is, is this actually going to work on mobile? Because at the end of the day, the browser on mobile is locked down in all sorts of ways, particularly in the input department. I'm not sure this is really practical. Can they just not build their own browser? No, because Apple won't let them. But there's a Chrome browser there. But it uses WebKit for all the rendering. Like you're you're allowed to put your own like app, but it has to use the Apple browser for the actual browser engine. But you're right, maybe that's enough. Like it will have to just be some insane thing where they ship like Edge in inverted commas for iOS 
but really it just has some input hooks so that it can do game pass like i guess that's possible but they'd really genuinely have to ship it as a browser because if they shipped it as game pass apple would ban it <laughs> anyway they're targeting 2021 for this potential release of a browser-based solution hopefully they'll manage it i think this is what amazon is committing to with luna i feel jeffy b is like jeffy b <laughs> he's gonna go for it like he is a monster he'll make it work Sorry, is Jeffy B an approved nickname no, not. For, not. for Bezos? There's Cliffy B. I'm not sure. Jeffy B. Jeffy B. Did, did you get invited onto his yacht anytime recently? Like, I like it though. Maybe we should keep using it. All right. So moving on. This is a strange one because by the time this episode is released, the PS5 is probably going to be released. But the PS5 is rumoured to only have 664 gigabytes of usable space. That's not very much. Particularly if you go for the diskless one. Well, actually, I guess diskless or not, it's irrelevant because you have to install the game to the SSD to actually play it, right? The disc is literally just an install medium now. So... 664 gigs is not very much. Considering most games are going to be 50 gigs plus now. And in fact, like, consider Call of Duty Modern Warfare. That's 250 gigs on its own. (laughs) The Series X, 802 gigs. And it has those cute little memory cards to add another terabyte. You know, the, the PS5, in theory, you can upgrade the storage yourself, but there are not any PCIe 4 NVMe drives that meet the bandwidth requirements of the PS5 yet. So in practice, there's actually no way to upgrade the storage right now. Why are we talking about this? This is a non-story. New console has small hard disk. Sorry, SSD. Whatever. Deal with it. Put on shades. Buy a PC. (laughs) Buy a PC. That's the solution. (laughs) No, it's not the solution. What am I? (laughs) It's a solution. Maybe not the best one. It's not a solution if you want to play Spider-Man Miles Morales. It's just an interesting position that we're finding ourselves in because of Warzone. And I took issue when Mark Cerny said, oh, we've picked an 825 gigabyte storage solution. We felt that was a good number. When he said 825 gigabyte, I got to admit, in my head, I understood that to mean it's a terabyte drive and we've reserved this much space. So you'll get to use 825. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's okay. I didn't take it to mean it's 825 and we're going to take some of that. So you'll only get 664. Like, that's not okay. But it might, this might be a completely fictitious story, right? It might actually be that the PS5 comes out and it's got 825 gigs. And then, like, what were we talking about? No, I'm, I'm pretty sure... Are you getting a PS5? I'm pretty sure it's 66-something, 666, 664, 667 gigs of usable space. It's something along those lines. 
people are reporting on it now. Okay. Am I getting a PS5? Eventually, I can't be asked to lug it back. I don't want to... I'll buy one when I'm settled. I'm not settled. I need to move again. It's too fragile. Ooh, ominous. Yeah. Last thing that bothered me. The PS5 doesn't support 1440p output. Yeah, I can't tell if this is a big deal or not, right? Because as a PC gamer, 1440p is where it's at, right? Like, 4K is for consoles, right? 4K is for people who don't care about high refresh rates. You're not going to hit 140 hertz at 4K, basically. But you can plausibly do it at 1440p. So... In my mind, 1440p is an important resolution. But, like, do people on console care about that? You're going to connect it to your TV. And TVs come in 1080p and 4K. Like, I've never seen a 1440p TV. I mean, to be fair, I've never looked. There aren't. There aren't. But the Xbox Series X will produce a 1440p native output. So I just thought, just to be equivalent, they would do the same. It, it, it is weird that they aren't. Because surely it can't be that hard. Maybe it is. Maybe just like the testing burden of having to test another resolution is just they think it's not worth it. But yeah, I, I, I can imagine it will be annoying. Like, you know, if you had your PS5 connected to a monitor, for example, like, you know, it's not in the living room. It's in your man cave or something. You know, you've got it connected up to a monitor that's also connected to your PC and you use headphones with it then it's going to be annoying because it's not running at native res and it can't. So in that situation, that would be a pain. Yes. Maybe the answer is to get the 3090, get a 4K monitor, stop cheaping out. Get a 3090. The 3090 is terrible value for money. You should get the 6900 XT. Yeah. I've been spending too much time with you. Let's move on. Finally... Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go has had its most lucrative year ever, despite the fact that no one can go outside. It's incredible, because I think if Pokemon Go was a sort of play in your home game to begin with, it would never have been this successful. But because it's had this clever pivot, it's created more demand. They basically, they got everyone hooked, and then they couldn't get their fix. And then they were like, hey, you can play the game if you pay us some money from the comfort of your own home. And then all the people are like, this is even better. Where do I keep feeding you these dollar bills? You know, like, I, I'm saying this because my mother really loves playing Pokemon Go. Like, my mother has multiple accounts and multiple phones that she uses to play Pokemon Go. So, yeah, I think my mother likes it even more now. because She's like, I don't even have to go outside. I can do all the raids remotely. <laughs> Have you asked her how much she spent this year? I don't want to know. There goes my inheritance. <laughs> Stop burning it all on Pokemon Go. <laughs> but I got a shiny Lugia. It's not even Lugia anymore. I don't, I don't even know what the Pokemon are anymore. It, she'll be fine. It's like, I'll give you my login and password when I, <laughs> when I pass. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's what we in the will. And to my eldest son, I leave my Pokemon main account. It might be worth more than you think. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
it, it has many shiny Pokemon. Many 100% shiny Pokemon. She plays a lot. But it's not a problem. She's retired. What else is she going to do? So all we need to do is change the narrative so that you're retired. What else are you going to do? And everything is good again. Well, play Warzone is the answer. And who's to say I'm not retired? There you go. Retired from giving a f***. Sorry. <laughs> never happen. That'll never happen. How do we introduce this? We're looking back at five years of the podcast. And you've got cute little looking back at headings. Yeah. I got to say, I'm getting some angst at what I'm going to use for the interstitial music. I mean, if you're listening to the podcast, you know what I came up with. But as we're recording this, I have no idea what I'm going to use as the section separator here. You should do the looking back flashback music. Not that one. That didn't sound anything like what I wanted to to produce because I'm not musically talented at all. I have to find a clip and send it to you later. But it's the reminiscing sound that you get when you watch cartoons. Can you imagine that at all? I can imagine that. It's a bit short. Do you like long interstitial music? I do. Have you noticed? Okay. That's that's something that's changed over the course of the podcast. The interstitial music has been getting longer and longer. We really want to push to 15 seconds, make the most of them. They're, they're approaching a minute now. I don't know if you've noticed. Are we not going to get in trouble for that? We probably will. Shh, don't tell anyone. Especially not YouTube. So... Looking back at games, Mike's backlog has got worse. Yeah, when we started this podcast, I think it's still up there on the blog, on the origin page. It says, like, Mike has 596 unplayed Steam games. And if you click on that link now, you can actually see that I have 1,025 unplayed Steam games. So... My backlog got worse. A lot worse. Has yours got better? Because your backlog was very selective. And we've had very few Metacritic 95s in the intervening five years. I think it's got better. I think it's down to five now. Because you knocked up Baldur's Gate 2. And Galaxy is also taken care of now. Red Dead Redemption is gone. What's left? Out of the park baseball. I've got rid of it now. I've just had to, it was a minor, just had a new pot. Like, Metacritic has changed the rules so that you have to have at minimum at least seven reviews to be, quali- you know, to be entered into that best games of all time. 
out of the park baseball got six i guess or four i'm sure they in, they chose seven which is a weird number to get rid of out of the park baseball i feel <laughs> they knew that was that thing was blighting their hall of fame they're, they're perfect yeah so what's left for you galaxy one galaxy two arkham city gta4 rdr2 and persona 5 royal okay I can imagine we'll get around to those at some point. But Persona 5 Royal, bloody hell. That's going to be my life's work. Next book club game. <laughs> we'll, we'll think about it. I don't know. I really didn't care about my backlog. Like, I knew it was bad. And I don't care that it's got worse. Such is life. I mean, I did make... I was going to say I made it. I made a completely inconsequential dent in it in the last <laughs> few weeks because I, I have been playing, you know, I, I actually have some Steam collections. I have got the shortlist, which are games that I want to play next that are less than 20 hours. And then I have the long list, which are other games that I want to play that are longer than 20 hours. So I have been picking off games from the shortlist and the long list. But compared to the overall size of the backlog, obviously, it has made zero impact Beh, whatever so the next one I have learned that remasters are the way to go remasters over the originals was it Baldur's Gate 2 that taught you this yes Baldur's Gate 2 because I played I bought the complete edition from GOG thinking you know I am committed I'm a diehard I know what I'm doing because, you know, for this dumb reason, for, for whatever reason, the Enhanced Edition got 78 on Metacritic, which I assumed as the the Enhanced Edition has failed to capture the magic of the original. That's not true. People are just picky. They're fussy. They're more fussy. And actually, there's a lot of nonsense quality of life things which I had to install as part of mods. And even then, it didn't look quite right on a high-res display. It's very unsatisfying. And the Enhanced Edition took all that away from me. I think another one was Majora's Mask as well. I played Majora's Mask on emulator. And then you, then you lent it to me. So I played it on emulator for the book club. And you said you had a copy. And I played it again on 3DS. Oh, and it's a light and day difference. What a fool. <laughs> Do not play on emulator. You don't need to. Or do not play the OG N64 version, basically, yes. you're saying. 100%. Because, you know, the, those polygons, they'll cut your eyes, sharp edges. And they will bleed. Your eyes will bleed. You know, and as a result of that, I've been really looking forward to the Galaxy remaster. I've enjoyed it. I loved it. Finally, you can you can spin without waggling and you can play it in HD. Yeah. I have, you know, I will rebuy games to get the remastered. I'm I'm probably going to buy the Mass Effect trilogy remastered. Have you played any of the Mass Effect games? I've played some of Mass Effect 2. Okay. I I actually still need to finish the trilogy. I've played 1 and 2 and then my Xbox 360 Red Ring of Death. So I've actually never finished 3. You didn't play these on PC? No, because I, because I started it on Xbox, so I've, I've been carrying my save game through. 
you're right. I should probably just play on PC and what you know be done with it. I don't. I think. I mean, who cares about the save game at this point? I didn't realize actually it's so long ago. Mass Effect Three is 2012. Well, let's move on. When we started this podcast, you presented yourself as someone being highbrow, and look, you you your focus was highbrow indie. Over that time, you've you've shown your true colors. <laughs> and we my like, true colors it's all a pretense it started off with PUBG and now it's Warzone you couldn't even pretend you're not even pretending anymore you're just like one of yeah, us it, you're just one of us one of us one of us one, you're right it's funny because I was all about the indie games and I was all about like the yeah like I was I was playing like NetHack you know or ADOM I was playing like tortuous roguelikes like real roguelikes right <laughs> and then now now i'm just since i'm discovering brs like brs have tapped into some primal thing in me right like you know multiplayer fps games before i was like eh, who cares you know like counter-strike like oh whatever I, you know it didn't it didn't grab me but like there can only be one you know there's something about that and I'm yeah, I'm just really into BRs. I don't know why, but I'm just really into BRs. And Warzone has for some reason just really got me. I tried playing Apex today. I'm so bad at Apex. I, I thought that some of the Warzone skills would transfer over to Apex. Totally doesn't. Either that or, you know, my eye is definitely not in there with the aiming. Total disaster. You, un- you uninstalled it? <laughs> I, uninstalled- I uninstalled it in disgust. No, it's still there. Although I'm glad I didn't buy their battle pass. Apparently it's a disaster. But yeah, I'm super into BRs now. I do still like the indie games. But my baseline game now, I guess, is Warzone. Funnily enough. Let's see how long that lasts. It's, it, I mean, it's only been out, what, like six months? Is that right? Less yeah. than a year. I mean, I played PUBG for years. Really? Yeah, it was, it was years of PUBG, wasn't it? I don't know. I feel like it was 2017, right? That's when it started. I don't know when it ended. It was too long. <laughs> I tried playing that again today as well. Didn't go so well. Here's my observation, and it is that Undertale is the greatest game of the last five years, according to Sir Mike. Is this statement not in direct opposition to your previous aspersion about me? You're like, you're not an indie gamer. You know, you're just playing like sweaty Chad Warzone games. And and yet here you are saying that I actually said Undertale is the greatest game. We know everyone's made up of two people, two parts. There's, it's like there are two wolves inside you. It's like your lizard is, brain. Is that a saying? <laughs> yeah. So, so my lizard brain is all about Warzone, but the highbrow smoking jacket one is all about Undertale. Is that is yes. that right? Yeah. Or you want to tell the world that Undertale is the game that's for you. It, it's funny because I I can't quite disentangle anymore. Actually, like it's it's strange to think. 
Undertale came out at about the same time we started this podcast, which is a really long time ago. Like it's five years now. And of my memories and like mental concept about Undertale, how many of them are actually Undertale? And how many of them are just bizarre fan fiction and fan art that I've seen? I don't know at this point. It's all like so mixed up. But Undertale, yes, Undertale is a really great game. If you have not played Undertale, you should play Undertale. And just be wary of the insane fan base. And another thing that we've learned in the last five years, and that's Earthbound is overrated. Controversial. This is a thought grenade. You agree with me? I do agree with you. I do agree with you, yeah. Imagine like going into some like highbrow retro game convention and like popping your head in in the meeting room door, like, oh hi guys, how's it going? It's like, oh yeah, we're just talking about, you know, the best NES games ever. It's like, oh yeah, Earthbound is overrated, isn't it? Whoosh, throwing the grenade, slam the door. <laughs> yeah, Earthbound is overrated. For a moment there, I thought you were gonna say no Ting. You're in I thought you were gonna leave me to it and just say no, I didn't say that. <laughs> I was just gonna leave you out to dry it's like yeah. no ting are you an idiot <laughs> earthbound is the greatest no, 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 no earthbound is a strange and quirky game but it's just a strange and quirky game it's like maybe you know it's maybe it's an important game right like maybe if earthbound hadn't existed undertale would never have existed perhaps but earthbound is literally a kind of mediocre RPG with a weird setting. Like, as a game, it's kind of meh. Well, let's move on. Wait, 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 wait. Actually, having said that, I would like to play Earthbound 2 slash Mother 3. Are you saying that to just say that, or are we going to play Earthbound 2 Mother 3? Maybe we should play it next. Maybe we should play it next. Promise to restrain the lawyers. But yeah, maybe we should give it a go. There's actually no way to play it legally, officially in English, as far as I know. Just FYI. But yeah. Maybe maybe it will be redeemed. Maybe after playing the sequel, I'll be like, oh, now I get it. Rather than, oh, lol, that's so random. It's so random. It's like the Penguin of Doom. Over my head. Sorry. <laughs> it's an old meme. Looking back at platforms. When we started this podcast, were we all over Destiny? I think the first year or so of the podcast, there was a lot of Destiny talk like i think we were kind of done with destiny but we just still talked about destiny a lot but it was like we were talking about how happy we were that we were no longer playing destiny which is kind of bizarre also a bit sad you calculated that i played like several hundred hours of destiny like it was three to five hundred hours of destiny i think you worked out that i had played which is horrifying yes yeah because destiny came out shortly after we met right like you moved to hong kong we met 
you convinced me Destiny was going to be the greatest game ever. We bought it. You convinced me to get a PS4 so I could play Destiny better. And then that was like the nadir of my like life as well. Because I had like the most stressful job ever and went slightly insane. But but you balanced it out by Destiny with Destiny. I balanced it out by playing Destiny. I balanced one kind of madness with another. Yeah, the 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 mindless grind. You did crazy things. I was, like, I was doing stuff like soloing the Nightfall. I was like that. soloing like the the top tier. I I think I soloed the raid as well at one point. I was just like, I'm just going to solo this raid. But you've learned, and now you've you've returned home. Well, I'm I'm back to playing on PC. Yeah. There was that short period of PS4 and then a PC renaissance. It was basically ditching Windows 8. And then <laughs> it's like, oh, the PC is not painful to use anymore. Hooray. But you really don't play anything on console, really, if I'm honest. I, I thought it was funny that you asked me, hey, what did you get in your, like, sony year of playstation thing and i was like what year of playstation thing and you're like you know where sony sends you that email showing you what you played on playstation this year and i was like oh i don't think i got one of those and then i looked at the website and in the small print it like it says like oh you must have played more than like one hour of playstation for us to generate this for you it's like wow i literally didn't turn it on all year (laughs) whoops i still claimed all the games though on psn plus (laughs) Good. I mean, this year, uh, what I played the Final Fantasy VII remake, I guess. But that's about it. I've been playing the Switch. You're right, though. Like PC, I guess, is my main system. Talking of PC, I always feel you have a story about graphics cards. There's always drama, or, may- or maybe there isn't. Well, you were just asking me how many graphics cards have I exploded? Because, you know, I did actually have the dramatic, literal, it caught fire in my machine this year. But that's the first time that's ever happened to me. I have had two other graphics cards die. One of them was my fault. One of them was not my fault. It was just a faulty card. So, yeah, you know, like a long time ago... Still in the UK, both of these. I had one of those like shuttle micro PCs, you know, the really small form factor cases. And I didn't want to use integrated graphics. And I worked out like I could fit like a proper top of the range NVIDIA graphics card in there. But the graphics card is supposed to draw 240 watts. And the power supply on this shuttle case is only 190 watts. But I was like, I'm sure it'll be fine. (laughs) So I put it in there. Also, there's like no airflow in this case. Yeah, because the card's like full size, I'm guessing. I mean, it it, it all fit, right? It all fit. It It was all fine. But yeah, so it actually worked fine for a year. Wow. But what killed it was Elder Scrolls oblivion came out and i think just the graphical calculations on that you know it just drew too much power and it was like getting too hot and it 
the card started just like having crazy like graphical artifacts all over the place you know it was rendering and like people would have like weird like texture mangling on their faces and stuff and then even in windows it started getting like weird like multicolored snow and like scanline screwiness and i was like "Uh uh-oh so um yeah whoops so i killed that one that was just stupidity and then the other one the other one i actually was the first time i bought an amd card it was it was ati at the time i think it was a 5870 Actually, it's funny, actually, it was a 5870, like, their numbering has come full circle, because this is, again, like, more than 10 years ago. But I put in this card in my machine, I was like, wow, this graphics card's really quiet, it's amazing. It was strange, though, because I would, you know, like, be playing Battlefield Bad Company or something, and my machine would just hard power off, and be like, what's going on? And eventually, just for stability, I would, like, run the game at, like, 800 by 600 like really low resolution and then the game would run without you know this weird hard power off issue and then eventually i realized that the machine was hard powering off because the card was getting to like 130 degrees like celsius because the fans didn't work on the card so that's why it was so quiet so i actually had to rma the card and i got sent a replacement and then the new card was much noisier. <laughs> but at least it worked. Anyway, so those are the three cards that I... Uh, did I kill them? The three graphics cards that died on me. What about you? You're a console gamer, really. Yeah, so I, I just bought a Dell PC. I'm getting so much grief for it. Wait, wait, wait. I'm not giving you any grief. Who's giving you this grief? You've given me grief on the Dell PC. <laughs> I should be giving you grief for this Dell PC. No, I'm kidding. But, but who's have. giving you grief? Who cares about your PC? Kevin is. Kevin. Kevin. Kevin's such a joker. I'm sure you've complained about the Dell PC because I've always compl- I've complained about the PSU being only 450 watts. So I'm not doing that again. Yeah, I guess 450 watts is not much for a gaming PC. No, it really limits your upgrade path. PSA. Looking back at the podcast. I spend too much time editing the podcast. I make way too many edits in the podcast. I make like thousands of edits in the podcast, I would say, for every episode. I'm actually, I actually have a problem. It sounds incredible. If you listen to the raw audio and then you listen to the edited version, I do actually think there's quite an incredible transformation. Like, I know I'm the one doing it, so I shouldn't really be tooting my own horn, but like, it's a really big difference. Like, it's a really big difference. Extreme makeover. What was funny, again, is that before we started this podcast, we listened to a podcast called the podcast method which was a podcast about how to make a podcast do you you remember this yeah i do yeah and in that podcast they said you should edit for content you shouldn't edit for audio quality because editing for audio quality is like a thankless task you know you should just fix your raw audio instead rather than trying to just fix it in post 
But five years later, we've <laughs> yet to actually fix our raw audio, and I just fix it in post every episode. Thanks a lot, Ting. <laughs> Most people do that, though, I think, today. Yeah, I think so. I, I think very few people really have a recording studio and can have perfect audio input. You know, like most people, most podcasts actually are not pro podcasts and really don't make any money. And they record it from wherever they can record it, which is like their front room or something. Right. And hence many runs of the noise removal filter and mouth declick. We we had a funny, we actually had a funny email from a listener asking if we splice in the intro and outro or if we just say it the same way every time. And if so, that would be some nifty editing. And yeah, we actually do just say it the same way every time. And like for the editing, you don't know the half of it. Like sometimes there'll be like two takes and we'll say the same sentence twice and I'll just splice it in, in the middle of a word. And it's seamless. Like, you never know. Or maybe you do know, and you're just too polite to tell me. Actually, with the intro and outro, we don't say it the same way every time. Just Mike edits it to be the same every time. (laughs) (laughs) Ting just mumbles something, and I I use advanced voice editing tools. Let's move on. What is our MO? Five years on. By, by MO, we mean modus operandi, not Mandarin Oriental or some other acronym. Why are we doing the podcast? What is the podcast? What, what, what is the podcast as a product? What is our unique selling point, our USP? Have you figured it out? It's a book club for games. We say every day, every time. Not every day. I wish I did. I'm not that pro yet. <laughs> It's a book club for games. Half of the time. <laughs> I'm sorry, it had to be said. If you count the pre-chat, it's quarter of the time. <laughs> technically, you are right, technically a quarter of the time. Now the pre-chat's a separate app. The, the other half, it's what? Dad gaming and man-child? Was that, was that what we said in the end? Yeah. Presented by Dad Gamer and Man-child. How sad. What's wrong with men? I'm, I'm not sure I like being. I'm not sure I like being a man child. I'm like Peter Pan. I never wanted to grow up. Well, you don't have to. My skin would say otherwise. Unfortunately, I bought some moisturizer. Let's see if. That have you changed it or have you just started using it? I actually, I actually got upsold. I went to buy some face wash, and they were like, "Oh, if you buy two things, we'll give you this free travel bag." And I was like, "Okay, fine." Give me this moisturizer. Try it. Another one? Mike? This is prophetic, actually. (laughs) This one? Because, you know... Sorry, I just interrupted. This one, we've noted, it's never short. Like, I always look at the show notes, and I'm like, it's going to be a really short ep. It's going to be like half an hour. And you're like, it's not going to be short. It's going to be like two hours. And I said that about this ep, and... Looking at the timer, we're approaching two hours. It's not a funny matter. I mean, I'm going to have to edit this monstrosity. What is this show? Ting's got better time management than me. Yes. I know. 
Wow, that's so blunt. <laughs> like, no humility there. It's like, yes. You idiot. Well, it's the only thing I'm good at. It's not even a real skill. It's not like I have, I can put it on anything. You can crush fools and throw grenades. I just have good time management. Which one would I rather? What's happened with this? We used to do shorter episodes, actually. If you go back to the early eps, a lot of them are sub one hour. I don't know if that's good or bad. Maybe we should be punchier again. But then if you look, like Giant Bombcast is a is a monstrosity. It's like three hours plus, right? Oh, they've they've split theirs out now. To the set, you know, the second of the three hours is paid content now. They're clever. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, take notes for the future. Looking back at games. We already had this section. It was the first one. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well spotted. Looking back at making games? That's the one. Mike has made games. Mike has made three or four games. Can I say that? Three. Terrible, terrible games. No. Embarrassments. Not all of them are terrible. One Just the majority. One of them was okay. One of them was okay. One of them was not a total disaster. Yeah. I honestly, though, I mean, I wouldn't feel proud putting any of them up on like an itch.io page. Like none of, none of them is of the quality for like a real release, right? They're all just like random experiments or physics toys. But these There's a long way in, to go. These were built in hours, right? They, they were all made in under 48 hours. Yeah, they're all game jam games. But having said that, I mean, I've been, I've been working on a card game, right, for the last few weeks, and that's definitely in no better shape. <laughs> but I want to say, that, let's not forget that we've had all these Game Jam games, apps along the way, which I, I like to sort of journal, take account of things we've done in the past, and let's not forget that. They're fun. I, I actually really like Global Game Jam. I actually find it really, really fun. I think when I was doing, you know, my soul-crushing corporate job, I did really look forward to Global Game Jam every year because it was like 40 hours where I got to work on making a game, which is something I wanted to do. And I also got to program, which I didn't get to do very much anymore, you know, as my job became more and more management and crushing falls and less and less about actually doing anything practical. But, but there was an element of crushing falls in the game jam. You mean causing strife <laughs> and grenades? It's terrible, actually. It was really bad. It was really bad. I think it, it was like this awkward confluence of like simultaneously trying too hard to make everyone happy and not giving a f about people being happy and want to do your own thing. And it was just like, you should choose one. If you try and do both, <laughs> you end up with what happened that year we went to the game jam together. That was actually the worst year. The year that I, I went. Mean, it was really funny. <laughs> yeah, it was really funny, but it was also terrible. It was so painful. We should definitely have split 
into at least two groups. I've never been back. <laughs> Once was enough. You've got responsibilities now, sadly. I don't think you can anyway, right? Either that or it's a great excuse. They are, they are older now, so I don't know. Who knows? I mean, it'll, it'll probably be remote next year anyway, because we're still in the throes of Corona. But this year, they all went to your place? Yeah, this year, I was hosting our team. So you'll host again? Maybe. I guess you don't invite those elements that don't agree with you. <laughs> That's the rule, right? You have a bounce on the door. You're not <laughs> my coming flat, in. My rules. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no. What? You have it's to sign like a waiver that says, I agree with everything Mike says. <laughs> it's, it's not like that at all. I, I can honestly tell you that, like, did, did you see the game we made? <laughs> How much of that do you think is my idea? <laughs> see, I learned to chill out and we just made a monstrosity. <laughs> We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please, please, please. You can find us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. On Twitch. As Lost Levels Club. Anywhere else. Reddit slash r slash lost levels club that's it that is it so michael what are you grateful for today i am grateful for five years of the podcast and sorry for doing a terrible self-indulgent five years anniversary episode <laughs> hope you found it amusing if you didn't write in if you did write in <laughs> so michael says bye bye bye